0: Funk Funkhouse, week nine. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Very special guest this evening. As always, got my main man, Double Jerry, on the ones and twos. Jerry, how's it going? Crazy week. Uh,
1: A lot of trades to talk about. Uh, Another week of me struggling in fantasy. Uh, Should be a fun one.
0: A lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. And the guest today... None other than our featured sponsor. We've been advertising them for about a month now. Jimmy Scraggs, better known as the Burger Daddy himself. Brandon, how we doing?
2: Fantastic. Life is good. Thanks for having me in the Funk House. Jerry, Matt, both of you. Good to have uh, you. The food truck season's winding down. The NFL season's heating up. Ready to go after these picks and uh, do
0: some analysis here. Yeah, Brandon. When's the last time somebody called you Jimmy Scraggs?
2: <laughs> What's today? Wednesday? <laughs> Monday? <laughs> Carry the one. <laughs> I like that.
0: Maybe we can get a game of Scragner in soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. <laughs> Won't remember the end of it, but yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jerry
0: said he had a rough week. Tell us about it.
1: Went uh, one and four on the Ooh. week. And the thing that made it tough was that it's, I didn't get blown out really in any matches. They were all close. One league I lost, put scoring 185 points up. Tough, tough there. The guy I've played put up over 200. Lost another couple close ones. Did a, a big win in the Sanctuary, helped me, uh, uh former guest on here. I uh, didn't uh, set his lineup properly, so it gave me a little bit of a boost. He couldn't have beat me anyway. but So there's some, uh, there's some positives to take. But, uh, yeah, a rough week overall. And then this week's bye weeks is not going to uh, make it any easier on me. i struggling to put some lineups together. Waiver wires are looking quite thin out there. So it's going to be a tough sled in these next few weeks trying to navigate through these bye weeks. Especially for a team like me that's middle of the road trying to stay in that playoff hunt. Can't afford many losses.
0: It's going to be interesting. For me, pretty good week actually. Uh, I thought it was going to end bad. Uh, I went to bed Monday and had Burrow. Played against Burrow in several leagues and had Burrow. Uh, I ended out actually in one league winning with the kind of shit game that Burrow put up in uh, League of Legends, which was nice, on a league that I just traded away, Camara, to kind of accumulate a pick to, to you, Jerry, for next year. So yeah. still in the hunt, probably going to screw myself out of a top pick, but I might still see if I can sneak in those playoffs. You never know that, what can happen. Um, five and two yeah. total on the week. Uh, Should have been probably nice. three and four. I got the beat down of my life by Brandon here, and uh, he put <laughs> up a cool, like, 210, something like that. Oof. And uh, his team's scary. And this was after I just traded my whole future for Cooper Cup, who's not practicing today. Um, I have a pretty good feeling Brad's going to end up beating me this week with um, the players that he just traded me. He sent me Mixon and Cup, and he has nobody left. And I'm struggling to fill out a lineup because of my bye week. <laughs> didn't really look forward. Um, I also sent him Josh Palmer, which – uh, Keenan Allen's dead and we'll talk about that uh, apparently his hammy got worse over the bye week however that happens um, <laughs> obviously we know big Mike's out of it so yeah I mean hopefully Brad is in full tank mode and, and starts some and duds and does me a favor but we'll see
2: uh,
0: other than that good week moved up to number one in dub league so very happy about that put up uh, record points for the year I believe two weeks in a row um, so cruising there and it's really the best. Who's I mean. counting? Gonna need uh, a lot of help elsewhere. So, Brandon, how about you?
2: A very good week. I think for the first time in my life, I won every league that I was in. I'm in seven. I went a cool seven and zero. Oh. Wow! I don't think I've ever done that. So it's a great week to, for me to come on and boast of my greatness on here. Perfect week, timing. I'm gonna go oh and seven. I'm sure something something along those lines. It's gonna be a complete opposite. Uh, Yeah, I did kind of give it to Matt a little bit there. Um, (laughs) uh, League of Legends, the league that all three of us are in, I'm currently three and five in that league, so I'm not doing too hot, but I snuck one out there. I was sweating it going into Monday night. I had a couple I was sweating Monday night. I had to stay up and watch the end of that stupid game. I lost with Kamara
1: in my lineup, putting up 40 points.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was up well going up against Hayden Hurst in another league, and I think he put up like seven or eight or something like that. So Yeah, I snuck that one out, but yeah, it was a very good week. But uh, we're on to next week. You can't uh, you can't dwell too much on it. You can't boast too much about it. Move on to the next week and uh, see what happens. It's very Belichickian
0: of you. On to the next one. On to Cincinnati, baby. (laughs) on to Cincinnati. Love it. If that focus. (laughs) So we'll get right into the review of last week. Thursday game, more entertaining than it probably should have been with Mark Andrews and Bateman going out. Buccaneers can't figure it out. Tom just looks like he wants to yell at everybody. Um, (laughs) The (laughs) weapons are there. Julio scored for the first time since Vietnam, probably. Uh, high-scoring affair for Thursday. Um, and, Brandon, we got uh, your Eagles coming up this Thursday. So a lot of Eagles fans on this pod. I'll tell you what, it's probably uh, why they're doing so
2: good. I'm not going to lie to you. Let me a lot of yeah. I see guys you guys have here on the podcast. Or just the- and actually, we got another one
0: coming on uh, next week. We got uh, Davey Buglocky coming on. He, he's getting around to get, getting on the podcast this we'll time. We'll see. He he confirmed it okay. today. Um you know that's it, it, happened before. Oh, an
1: extra confirmation. We got a second one. Yeah,
0: well, it's happened okay. before. Well, this, so. it's
1: definitely locked in then.
0: It has to be, right? <laughs> we'll Two see. confirmations. Uh Lamar, superhuman, Jerry any day now. Rashad White's going to take Lenny's job. So uh you know it, I know it. Brandon I'm sure knows it. Um it, it's right around the corner.
2: I'm nodding my head. I see it uh <laughs> I didn't get to watch this game. We had a, a an event on Thursday, but uh, one takeaway that I did see, just looking at the numbers, that struck me as odd was that Leonard Fournette ran 35 routes. Rashad White only ran seven, which not leaning in the right direction. But um, yeah, Lenny's getting
1: it. a ton of passing work. I don't know. Tom must just love throwing it to
0: him. Well, I, the big thing I noticed... i maybe that, try somebody else, though.
2: <laughs> it's not working for him. The big thing no, I noticed... He just throws these, it to me, turns around, and gets tackled. Here,
0: At the end of the game, when they were needing to stop the clock, Lenny had three receptions and did not get out of bounds on any of them and was right beside <laughs> the sidelines. So Tom was not happy about that. That's the kind of mental stuff that'll get you benched
2: in a Tom Brady offense. So anxious to see how the splits are determined... I was glad to see Lamar put up, uh, I think, like twenty nine fantasy points last week. After uh, Mark Andrews and sorry, Shoddy B. Uh, Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman both went out, so uh, kind of like Isaiah Likely moving forward a little bit. If uh, if Mark Andrews has to miss some time, Devin Duvernay also a good option. Yeah, and if I try to snag
0: likely John Harbaugh, um, I would probably oh, try to get Mark Andrews into more of a wide receiver role since he's more comfortable with the offense and play likely as the true move tight end because he's a rookie and there's a little bit of learning curve because they have no other pass catchers right now outside of Duvernay and he's somewhat of a gadget guy. So I think you got to use likely uh, Bateman will be out for at least this week, probably a few more from from what I've read. Um, so uh, I think that would be smart. I was thinking of that today. But the Ravens are not smart. So I doubt they do that. And <laughs> we will see. We'll see if Gus plays. Um, Kenny Drake looked good. Uh, Jerry, across the pond, your coes managed yeah. to beat the Jaguars in their home mm-hmm. stadium. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get out of the country. You got to flee the country <laughs> to ride, you know. And- I didn't watch a snap of that game because that was an ESPN plus game. Um, I was on my way. I watched it. How was it? Tell us about it.
1: It wasn't good. (laughs) Um, The Broncos defense looked great again, as usual. What kept them in the game? They they had moments where they looked good, but same thing. It's just like bad play calling. The routes they're running look terrible. They just, the whole offense just kind of looks lost out there. So, They found a way to get it done, so can't complain, but it's
2: not going to continue, I would imagine. I also did not watch that game. I'm not biting the bullet and paying for another subscription. I guess I'm just uh, a tight wad in that regard, but I'm just getting nickel and dined to death by all these subscriptions, so I was not in on that game. Uh, The Broncos did score 21 points, which is their... Second highest total of the year. <laughs> they scored 23 points in another game, but they lost, I do believe. I thought. Kind of like Dulcich moving forward. Love him. Uh, he's got like a 90% route participation there. Yeah.
0: His usage is off um, the charts. He looks for, great. For,
2: and for a rookie, too, you know, it's it's probably just going to get better. Yeah. Dulcich, league winner. To, um... And by all accounts, Lawrence yeah. looked
0: terrible. So. We'll see if, uh, you know, that trade that we that was made, and, and we'll talk about that even though it won't have an effect till next year. Um, we'll see how that affects him, you know, in 2023. Uh, Falcons beat the Panthers in a big bonehead move by DJ Moore, but honestly, after a play like that, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, what a play that was. Mahomes said that was the throw of the year. I'm not going to argue with him. It was a dime. It was like... I don't know, 45 yards, 50 or something around that. Hail Mary from P.J. Walker to D.J. Moore in the back of the end zone. Unbelievable catch. They should have won, won that game. Neither of these teams are very good, playing above their kind of talent level right now. But the Falcons at 4-4 four and four are first place in the NFC South, which is gag-worthy.
2: <laughs>
0: There's a lot of divisions that are gag-worthy right
1: now.
2: <laughs> I was not uh, really that mad about D.J. Moore's Celebration. There's not a lot of things that have gone right for him so far this year. Yeah, that was probably the biggest play he'll ever make in his career. Yeah, and uh, I mean, took his helmet off, celebrated as kind of a bonehead move. At like, but in the spur of the moment, I can kind of see somebody being that excited when nothing is going right really for Carolina, and they tried to blow that game, but they held on. So. Good, yeah. good for, good for them. <laughs> good for him. Good for Atlanta. Yeah, good for Kyle Pitts. Sorry for, uh, sorry for that kicker. <laughs> oh yeah, Eddie Pinero. Eddie, Eddie Pinero bread. Pinheiro working at FedEx in two weeks.
0: <laughs> Cowboys dominated the Bears. This game was close for a lot of the the slate, but. Uh, Cowboys pulled away. Dax looking, you know, better. Um, I it's probably the more I shit on him, the better he's going to play. Uh, spreading the ball around. Schultz looked pretty good. Tony Pollard. Uh, a lot of these guys on Brandon's roster. We're talking about blowing up Pitts, Pollard. Um, we'll talk about McCaffrey. Uh, you know,
2: Pollard looks great. And you did know, not start Kyle Pitts. I did not start Kyle Pitts. I started Irv Smith because oh, I cannot right. pick a tight end. I have I have the same three tight ends, Herb Smith, Gerald Everett, and Kyle Pitts. Whichever week that I start them, they 3.2 every time. Team upside, I heard.
0: Yeah, Dallas looked pretty good. Pollard, I'm sure he won't be the lead back because that would be the sensible thing to do. Uh, it's a popular thing to say in, in football media nowadays, but Jerry Jones certainly won't let it happen. I think Unreal. Zeke may I don't know. There might be some sexual favors going on between Zeke and and Jerry Jones at this point. You know, anything's really on the table or under the table. So, something to think about. Might be wearing that belly shirt a little bit high. (laughs) (laughs) The Dolphins come from behind, probably like Zeke and Jerry do all the time. But, 31-27 against the Lions. I was so sure they were going to blow this game just because everybody said they were going to dominate. Just like you know, the Dolphins and Steelers before. Tua looks super good. The offense is clicking, obviously. Everything's getting funneled toward Waddle and Waddle and Tyreek. And we'll see if that new running back kinda changes things up in the backfield. So uh Pump the Dolphins are five and three. You know, they don't have a super hard schedule going forward. So, you know, with the lumps that they've taken without Tua, hopefully they can they can keep that rolling. But uh, Jamal Williams leading the backfield. It's pretty clear Swift still isn't healthy. I don't know. Campbell's, you know, pretty upfront about Swift not being hundred percent. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. It happens every year. Uh, Swift is a guy on Brandon it was sitting on Brandon's bench and I applaud you for not starting him because it would have been hard not to, but it was the right move. <laughs> it just sucks. He's so good. And, and you know, Jerry, we were very high on him going going into the year. It just disappoints every year, and it's not for talent; it's all on injuries. He's just—it's hard to know. Like, I benched him also in that game that I scored 185
1: points. I'm pretty sure if I would have started him, I win that match. But I started Daryl Henderson instead. Um, but it's just hard to predict when. Like Swift was back, so you expect him to get a lot of work, and then Jamal takes all the touchdowns and just looks great. Just hard to predict when he's having those games. He's had a couple games with two touchdowns this year. You start him, you probably win the week. But
2: Uh, had had um, Zeke not gone down and Pollard was not the uh, in line to get the work workhorse role there, I probably would have started Swift just for the upside. Pollard was clearly the play there over DeAndre Swift, and I and I saw something. I think if I think if Miami plays anybody other than Detroit, they they might have blown that game. But Detroit just has they they try really hard to lose games, and they're pretty good at it. So <laughs> it yeah, more best. Um, yeah, that Miami defense needs to tighten up big time. Yeah, it's it's it looks tough on the back end, and Tyreek is just running wild. <laughs> I think he set like think... a career high
1: in yards or something.
2: He's like 195. Yeah, there, yards. I mean he's he's on pace for like over 2,000 yards, and Waddles on pace for like 1,500. It's yeah. just it's, it's do you hard know how many targets um, Tyreek has through eight games? He's got to be averaging double digit targets. So I don't know what that equates out to. Probably Ninety-two, 70, eighty. 92 oh targets God. through eight games. <laughs> I oh heard that my.
0: on the way home. Yeah, that's like it's insane. So on pace for well over 200. Uh, we'll see. Cross your fingers. Make sure everybody stays healthy. Uh, Vikings. I win did a big notice one. that he
2: just he just kind of plays like a Calvin Johnson type. <laughs> He's like a Calvin Johnson type player in like a five foot nine. Yeah, you know, he <laughs> really body. Is. like he just goes up and gets the ball like yeah yeah
1: i had him uh alvin kamara going on the same team and still lost in league of legends
0: how's that even happen get the fuck out of here
1: tough crooks loaded though he he is
0: oh yeah i mean it was a big battle for sure yeah taylor's undefeated
2: correct he's undefeated
0: yeah yeah i almost snuck one out against him but he pulled away late Uh, he's he's got a good team we were tight all day long. It was like within
1: points of each other. And then Taylor fucked me.
0: Yeah, that's how it happens. I was very close to fake. trading Jake for Taylor in uh, what I call Brad's League. That's what I refer to it as. But, uh, yeah, I was going to give him a second for Taylor. And, God, I'm glad I'd, I'd rather have a hurt Cooper Cup than Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get rid of him today. Yeah. Uh, Vikings won, big game Kirk looked good, Jefferson was kind of bottled up by Murphy Um, I want to emphasize Judd's smash of Irv Smith once we uh, get into that segment, so that'll be good (laughs) Kyler looked pretty good, Nuke has not skipped a beat, I was way off on that, I thought he'd be fairly rusty, he's been unbelievable the past two games, so he, it pains me to say it, because Nate has so many shares but Uh, Nuke looks like a top five receiver for the foreseeable future. Vikings on a roll, though. Six and one. A a quiet six and one, to be honest. Sneaky. uh, Yeah. I think they're contender worthy. I really do. Uh, Raiders put up a goose egg. Zero points against a not very good Saints defense. Andy Dalton threading the needle. Kamara, huge game for you, Jerry. Three tutters. And Michael Thomas, nowhere to be found, no updates. He might not even be with the team anymore. Nobody has any idea. It's just Olave and Get Taysom Hill. Here. Yeah, it, it's uh, – Raiders should be embarrassed, honestly. Two and five with the moves that they made this off season, the money they've shelled out. And between the Raiders and the Coes and the Chargers, we, all we talked about all offseason was the AFC best, and they all look rough real rough bad yeah so we'll see how that pans out going forward obviously the chiefs probably already have that division sewn up but chargers could sneak into a wild card still but they don't look like a good football team and there's just too many injuries especially with their pass catchers yeah patriots, in trouble yeah patriots sneak out close win against the jets 22-17 Zach wilson's horrible you got to think about putting white mike in there pretty soon Garrett Wilson had a pretty good game. Even Mac Jones doesn't they look very seem good. Like they're with. set on Zach, though, right? That's what tack. they say. I mean, you're a playoff team as of now at five and three. You put up 40 points on Miami, which I'm still salty about, but they don't have a great defense. So you you beat a good team. Well, I mean, I guess they didn't have Tua, but still a good team. I don't know. They say they don't want to go back to Flacco. Flacco is winning them games. Zach Wilson's winning them games. I don't know the answer, you know. I, losing Brees is tough. Michael Carter clearly, uh, you know, isn't even close to the talent of Brees. You know, we'll see if uh, nah. Jim Robb can kind of get more involved going forward. Ramondre seems though, like
2: a team with a lot of talent, but no real identity or a lack of leadership or something yeah. along those lines. See if they can pull it together here for the home stretch. But
0: the defense looks good. Looks very good. Sauce, I think, front runner for uh, defensive rookie of the year. And you know who who could really argue? So, the Philadelphia Wagner's stomped the Steelers. So it's as, as bad as you know most people thought it would be. Miles Sanders, pretty good game. Hurts good, but AJ Brown, AJ Brown, <laughs> probably the best game of his career. Absolute alpha. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you watched every snap of this, Brandon. And it was very, you know, enjoyable for you. But there was—I think it was AJ Brown's second touchdown, and they were all in like the same play, the same corner of the end zone. There was two guys double covering him, and he caught it. And he looked back and he just counted at the players because they were double. Yeah, covering that him. was like, great.
2: How cocky is that? <laughs> Gotta love it. It just yeah. kind of <laughs> really embodies yeah. the whole city of Philadelphia with that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know. It, there's not, I don't know if there's a team that I enjoy seeing lose more than the Steelers, so I, I know that may rub a few people the wrong way in our neck of the woods here, but it's just a good feeling to to whoop up on the Steelers, and especially in that in that fashion, that game I don't even think was as close as the score indicated. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. right. I think they could have pushed that game if they really wanted to. But, they sat uh, their
0: yeah. starters at the beginning of the fourth quarter, so that's a whole quarter of the game that, Pickett and you know company were playing against backups.
2: Got a Minshew I, sighting there. That's that's always good to see when you're yeah. uh, when when you're out big. I love watching him get in there. He's and great. Scroll around. Yeah, big fan. I uh,
1: I own AJ Brown in one league, and I also lost that matchup.
2: Tough <laughs> week.
1: It's insane what happened this past week. It was just
0: like I played the high scorer in every league. I, uh, I played Sean in Jared's league this week, Brandon, and beat him with three Eagles, and that was really nice. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Titans won a close one <laughs> against the Texans. Again, this game wasn't that close. Malik Willis was playing. It looked horrible, completely horrible. I think he only threw the ball nine times. Uh, it was the Derrick Henry show, another 200-yard game. Against the Texans, I think he has, like, three of them. Could have four. Yeah. Every time he straight. plays them, he does it. Four straight, yeah. I believe. It's unreal. So, probably the worst run defense in the league. Hopefully get a nice game out of Miles tomorrow night uh, against those Texans for me. Commanders win a stupid game against the Colts. I thought Ellinger looked okay. Nothing special. Um They probably would have won with Matt Ryan, to be honest with you. Kind of the whole offense is discombobulated. The line looks horrible. JT still hurt. It seems like this is going to be one of those stupid injuries that he's just going to keep playing on and keep getting hurt and not have any value for your teams at all, which really sucks.
1: Yeah, consensus first pick overall, and he's uh, definitely the biggest bust of the year. RB 33 currently. Yep. I mean, it's like, for me, it's probably him and Najee, two of the biggest busts so far, but Taylor, worst. Taylor hasn't scored since week one. Yeah. Um, That was the only game he had of any relevance after that. It's been either he didn't play or he's done absolutely nothing. So, very frustrating. Um, He might single-handedly take my team down if you lose the – First-round pick, it hurts when you build your team around the
0: guy like that. Yeah, it's tough. Terry, scary Terry, coming back, though, with Heineke. So, shows you the chemistry that he has with him and not with Wentz. He looks great. Uh, Be interested to see what happens once Wentz gets cleared off IR. You know, neither one of those guys are the future. So, the more games you win with Heineke, uh, the less chance you have of getting a top quarterback next year. So, Again, another interesting um, kind of scenario there. The Niners stomp the Rams. Rams come out early, and then Christian McCaffrey just took over. So 11th player in NFL history to throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and rush for a touchdown, and he looks very, very
2: good. The height that he got on that touchdown catch that he had in the end zone, he's just – he's a ridiculous – Athlete and that, and that touchdown pass that he threw was like a 34 yard pass. It was was nice, it was a dime
0: completely perfect,
2: dude. Him with Shanahan
0: might be like an absolute,
1: just deadly combo.
0: Yeah, hopefully, just stays healthy. That's all I'm worried about. You know, I need him, Brandon. I know you need him. Uh, for God's sake, Christian, just please stay on the field. So,
2: I Rams don't have look, enough wood to knock on. Yeah, to, to seriously. Keep him healthy.
0: <laughs> the Rams look fucking horrible. Bottom, probably bottom ten team in the league at this point. Uh, we'll see if Van Jefferson can have a little spark. Did not make a move for a running back uh, before the deadline, so it looks like it's either Wani Wivos or Henderson. And I know Henderson had the flu coming into last week, but Rivers got the start, and they got Malcolm Brown in there, so. I still think Henderson could be the guy. It's just not going to be good. Um, the the team's not good enough for him to be good uh, at his kind of average talent level, even if he is their best back. So, I'm yeah. stashing Williams, hoping he becomes the guy. He he probably will. He he probably will eventually. I don't know how long that'll take. Um, I still think Henderson will be involved, but Kyron is he's going to be better. There, there's no doubt. I about I think it. that's your your best bet is those two. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get Henderson in a pass catching role, and he's very good in pass protection. Kyron Williams is a he's a a pass catching back. So again, we'll we'll see how that kind of plays out. Giants lost big to the Seahawks. Game was fairly close the whole time. Saquon couldn't get anything going. Geno looked awesome, but DK Metcalf, superhuman, Robocop. Uh, Patellar tendon injury, which is notoriously one of the worst, kind of compared to an Achilles injury. And he did not miss one game after Pete Carroll said he doesn't need surgery. I don't know what to think about this. Was he really hurt at all, or is he just that dude? Maybe a little both.
2: Reports were that it was not fecal related this time, but (laughs) for a guy to get carted off two times in the same season and play the next week, both times, I I don't know. It's my hero. That sounds like,
0: uh, Dalvin cook, like two, the last two or three years, he'd get carted off and then come back (laughs) two, you know, two series later. He's like, Oh, I'm fine. Like, Oh, okay. So hanging training with
2: Ben in the off season.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Walking boot, Ben bills dominated the packers you know josh allen didn't have to do much packers actually looked a little bit better than i thought they would but allen took care of business obviously Diggs will always get his so doing work and uh just acquired a little satellite back so talk about him in the in the stock exchange and then to finish it up the browns stomped the Bengals. And I sure as hell didn't see this one coming. So Bengals are hurting without, uh, you know, their top playmaker, Jamar Chase. And Mixon couldn't get anything going against a terrible run defense. The Browns, uh, Miles Garrett, was very active. And uh, Brissett looked pretty good. Poopy Coopy keeps getting it done. And obviously Chubb is just a stud. So Chubb, you know, paying dividends because he was probably like a – Early second to mid second round pick, so got to be a top five running back. Yeah, this is a, an odd game. So Bengals disappear a lot. You know, they can dominate and then they can disappear. It's a, it's a, I just don't yeah. think they're a very well-coached team. I don't know how much Burrow can, can kind of do on his own. All right, that'll wrap up uh, the review of Week 8. It's now a word from a very special sponsor of the show. Weekly shout-out to... Napoli's Pizzeria. When your family
1: is real hungry, eat in Napoli's.
2: Special steak delivery from your friends in Naples. In
1: Nepalese You'll be half-happy In Nepalese You'll be half-half-half In Nepalese Get some sweetheart wings And some pepperoni When you're real hungry With your family Eat In Nepalese Stromboli Calzone Get some Italian cuisine In Nepalese
0: Always a treat to hear that original jingle. Look for a full album of jingles coming on to Spotify soon from a Jim's surprise. <laughs> Brandon, I heard uh, you did a little homework and you got a deep cut for us from the Napoli's menu. will not
2: you tell us about it? It was a dark and dreary Friday and I stopped in at <laughs> Napoli's during Lent. And I got a fish sandwich. Oh. At lunchtime, it was a lunch break. We ran over to Napoli's, got a fish sandwich, and Steph says, You wanna throw some banana peppers on that? And I said, Obviously. <laughs> if you ask me to put banana peppers on anything, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> so I got a little lettuce, tomato, tartar, cheese, banana peppers, and it. I still think about it. I, I, that good. <laughs> It was so good.
0: That's a strong endorsement. And and I still think about it. You know it's serious <laughs> when it, it's all
2: it soak a piece of you with it. That sounds good. I know I don't have to wait till Lent to go get another one, but I'm I mean, I'm I'll get I'll be there almost every Friday during Lent.
0: You're like I converted to Catholic <laughs> <laughs> because of the fish. <laughs> Um, Brandon, I I know when I used to come home from Slippery Rock and I'd stop at the, maybe it was when I worked in Ohio, I can't remember, but I'd stop at the store in Hazen, you guys would have really good fried fish, like really, really good fried fish, and and homemade mac and cheese. I know your big mac guy got some of the best mac I've ever had, not surprised, uh, but I do remember that from the Hazen, RIP, Hazen One Stop.
2: I drive oh. by it every day. It's a quarter mile from my house, and yeah. I see that stoplight sitting there, and just irks me. But gone too soon. You can't beat a good. Fi- you get a good fish sandwich. I mean, it's hard to beat a good yeah. fish sandwich. Maybe a nice white Powerade
0: on top of that to wash it down. Wow, that's a you mess meal around for with
2: King White Gatorade at all. It's it's, it's good. Not- not as good, but I just, I can't get the white Powerade anymore. Yeah, the
0: white Powerade, the the first one, Arctic Shatter, is like the best (laughs) drink I've ever had. But then they made it white cherry and it's like a similar flavor, but not as good. Yeah, I still bought it, but not nearly as good. And now, I don't even think you can find that. And the white Gatorade is serviceable at best.
2: I bought it, but I wasn't happy about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, boy. All right, so time for the Fantasy Funkhouse Stock Exchange. So a lot to buy this week, a lot to sell, a lot to just kind of hash out. A lot of trades were made, and let's get right into it. So, Jerry, I heard you want to talk a little bit of trades. Why don't you uh, start us off?
1: Yeah, so a lot of uh, offensive players were traded this week, uh, right before the deadline. So I just want to do a little buy-sell for these guys' outlooks. Um, Are you buying into them having a significant role for the rest of the season? Is it something you think it's an upgrade? Are you selling and thinking, you know, they're not going to have much of a role? You know, you get the idea. Um, First one I have here, Chase Edmonds going to the Broncos for Bradley Chubb. Um, Running backs are a bit banged up here. Uh, Melvin hasn't done that much. Uh, Lats looked okay. Uh, Chase Edmonds more of a uh, a
0: catcher. What do you guys think? Uh, Needless to say, I think Chubb will have more of an effect on his team than Edmonds. Um, I think it just further convolutes the backfield. And uh, this week I heard the Broncos' backfield compared to the Washington Durs' backfield. And I thought that was fairly accurate, except Gippy looks... Pretty damn explosive lately. So um, they're finally using them to catch the ball. Yeah, and- yeah. But as far as the coes go, I might take a stab at like Lat still because it seemed like he had a little bit of pop. I thought Edmonds has looked horrible this year, and there's no, you know, there's no question why McDaniel has made that move. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Melvin Gordon. You're and, selling. Yeah, I'm completely selling. Um, I think Melvin Gordon's borderline droppable at this point. I don't want anything to do with him. You might get eight points. You might get zero. You know, He's one of those head cases that could just quit at any point if he doesn't get his way. So I'm
2: going to sell every one of them. Love it. I concur. I don't think Chase Edmonds is. I thought Chase Edmonds was one of the steals of the draft in like the seventh, eighth round if you could get him there that has proved to be horribly wrong. Yeah. I don't think him going to a team that's struggling on offense at this point with how they're set up right now. I don't think that's, I don't think I'm buying chase. Edmonds right now.
1: Okay. Next up, Jeff Wilson going to the fins. Uh, does he have any effect there? We got Raheem Mostert. That's looking really good there. Uh, does he cut into his workload?
2: Uh, he's got the history with the coach. What do you guys think here? Uh, I do think Jeff Wilson is going to cut into Mostert's workload a little bit. May not be this week. Um, I think McDaniel's running a little bit different offense, so there's going to be a different playbook. There's going to be some adjustments to be made. I don't think he's going to step in and just eat on Mostert's uh, workhorse role right now, but I think as the season goes along, as he gets a little bit more familiar with what's going on, I think he's going to chip in. And I think there's a reason he traded for Jeff Wilson. And, yep. and they got Mostert in there too. He likes those guys. I think he's going to utilize both of them. I think Mostert's still probably startable, but I don't think um, he's going to have the as much of a ceiling as I would like for him to have.
0: Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, I think he, they traded for him for a reason. He knows the overall running concepts of of this offense that McDaniel put together. And you're right; it is a tad different than Shanahan. You could tell. Uh, you know, he's got his own little spins on things. But Wilson's a very capable back. You know, these two have played in the same backfield for several years, and they've both been successful. And Mostert's been great so far. But we all know this injury history, so. I think Wilson has, uh, not easy, but a noticeable path to 12 to 15 touches a game if Mostert were to get banged up, and I think this is a hot hand kind of scheme to where Mostert's out for two weeks with a hammy strain or something, and Wilson comes in and is looking great. Wilson's going to be kind of the lead back going forward, so... I'm buying it. Yep. Uh, it's not going to be right away. Sounds I think like what Brandon buying. said was perfect, and I'm buying. Both buying. Okay,
1: next one of the uh, one of the favorites here in the Funk House. Uh, one of our favorite wide receivers, Chase Claypool, going <laughs> to the Chicago Bears to light it up on offense uh, with that electric offense. Justin Fields
0: out there slinging it. Uh, what do we think of Chase Claypool? Are we buying or selling? I, for the second straight week, I'm going to give a shout-out to Justin Fields because I thought he played another very good game against Dallas and been pretty impressed with his kind of progression into this season. So he's looking better. Mooney had a decent game. I think maybe, I think Claypool easily slots in as the number two receiver right away. It'll take a few weeks to get up to speed. But I'm not expecting big things, but I'm expecting him to help Fields out and maybe take a little bit of pressure off of Uh, Mooney but yeah I I don't think much of Claypool in a better offensive team and I say that loosely with the Steelers even though it's crowded but down the road you never know what could happen you know Claypool just has to out athlete people because I don't think that he's that great of a football player but he's a tremendous athlete you know he's huge he's like 6'5 super fast (laughs) Uh, has got know, the build for huge sure Huge vertical. Yeah. I mean, he, that's why he gets some of those under rounds or end arounds. Cause he doesn't have to run around or catch the ball, you know, cause his hands underoos. are suspect. Yeah. Getting his underoos. <laughs> so I'm going to sell I've but... ran routes with him in his underwear before <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell,
2: but I think it helps fields. Okay. I agree. I think, uh, I'd like to see Claypool stay inside as like a big slot receiver. Like he kind of like he has been and have them move Mooney out to the perimeter. Yep. Um, Mooney's yards per route run is a little bit higher as a perimeter receiver than he is a slot receiver. So hopefully they can figure that out too. I've, you know, I've looked at some stuff. (laughs) Hopefully they can figure that out as well and, and kind of figure out how to make that work and help fields, um, keep progressing. I like what he's been doing the last couple weeks and hopefully they can keep him moving in the right direction here.
1: So it sounds like we're, uh, we're, you're selling, but you think it's going to help the offense overall.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Last one here. Uh, this one really intrigues me here. Uh, Naeem Hines to the Buffalo bills. Um, we know we we know what he does. He's the pass catching back um, with Allen now at the helm running around. This I think Hines could be a real asset to them. Um, so I'm interested to see your guys' thoughts
2: on Hines to Buffalo, buying selling. I just think it's a little bit too much of a cluster for me to to buy there. Um, none of these moves that were made yesterday, um, I think, are. Uh, Slate breakers and anything like that. I don't think anybody's going to have an, an enormous impact. Um, I, I understand why coaches like the have these three, four back committees. They got different guys with different talents and stuff like that. But for what we do, it sucks to <laughs> try and pick each one, and you know, to get to try and forecast what's going to happen in these cluster backfields. I just don't really like it. And, I think not Naheem Hines is a good player. He can catch some passes, but the James Cook, which they drafted, he's he can catch some passes. They like to use singletary. Um in high leverage situations, some of these big games that they've played this year, they they really like to hit singletary, but I'm not I'm not buying them, but I can see why somebody might like him. Great offense too. Yeah,
0: this one is Al? it's uh and to be honest, with Hines, I'm not sure if I'm buying or selling yet, but he's a great player. Uh, it's kind of confusing why Frank Reich didn't utilize him more, and I know he had that bad concussion, so he was out a little bit, but Taylor certainly hasn't looked that good. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I realize you're rebuilding, so getting rid of a guy, that it, it is a low-priority uh, position, so I understand that, but... The big thing I think that this trade does is hurt Singletary uh, big time. And I think it renders James Cook somewhat irrelevant for the rest of the year unless something drastic happens. So it, it hurts Singletary big time. I think Singletary was, you know, a couple games, he had six, seven, eight catches. So that's tough. It, it's going to be a few weeks till he gets up to speed, like all these moves that were made. But I'm not necessarily selling Hines, um, I'm not buying them. It's gonna be it's gonna be a few weeks until he's really grooving with the offense. But Josh Allen is a running back. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't yeah. up until this year, he's never really targeted running backs that much. Those uh, you know, really mobile guys don't they don't it's just not a trend that happens. So they wanted a guy, they wanted McKissick, he signed and then went back to the Durs. Um, they drafted James Cook. So they've been after this kind of scat back for a while. Um, yeah. I, I just think most of all, it, it hurts Singletary. Yeah. A couple that you forgot, Jerry, I wanted to throw out here. Uh move yep. was made after the, uh, we recorded last week, Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs.
1: Oh, yes.
0: What do you guys think about that?
1: <clears throat> I'm, um, man, it's tough. Cause I, I don't really know like what truly happened in New York. If it yeah. was just such an issue with him and the coach, was he hurt this whole time? Uh, he was hurt. And then he got his other like hamstring hurt. And I, it was just so many weird conflicting stories. So I think I'm going to sell just because he hasn't done anything this year. I mean, anything he's caught a couple passes, I think, and ran the ball a few times really, no production uh, until I see something I can't buy. I know he's the athlete that he is, and you put him on an offense like that with Mahomes, could be electric. But the guy might just be a head case. I don't know if he's a very intelligent guy to learn this Andy Reid playbook. <laughs> um, so uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens.
2: I think he tweeted out that uh, that he's healthy. I think somebody was bashing him for not being healthy this year. And he said something about him finally being healthy. So mm-hmm. I think he might just fit into what everybody else is doing. There is just kind of booming and busting and going to be difficult to predict which weeks who who's going to get the targets and who's going to get the catches. And, um, he's just, he's kind of a, a boom-bust guy. I, I like. <clears throat> I think he's a, is a boom-bastic almost. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a tremendous talent. Um, when he is on the field, he can he can do some some pretty unique things. But he's had trouble staying on the field. He's had trouble getting along with coaches and teammates and stuff. So I don't know if Andy Reid and Mahomes and all those guys are going to put up with what he might have going on. So I don't know if I'm buying him either.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a while until he's really fully incorporated. But I think they made the move for a reason because Scant has been unbelievably disappointing and just the other guys. Juju's look pretty good at times. Me, look pretty good at times, but I think they lack that yak guy that they had with Tyreek, and that's what Hardman was supposed to do, and I don't think he's doing exactly what they're looking for, so uh, I think he's worth a stash. I grabbed him in doubly just to kind of hang on to, because you can't leave a guy like that on the wire, Um, not expecting to really play him unless something really changes, but We'll see in in a month how he can acclimate, but I think they made the trade for a reason, and I think the big thing is playbook, Jerry. You said, you know, can he understand the playbook? We'll see, because that was the rumor, you know, the first month or so of the season is that he's not playing because he doesn't know the Giants' playbook. And Brian Dable's offense is very effective, but it doesn't seem to be super um, detailed and, like, intricate like the Chiefs is. So... Do you ever hear him talk? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> not a great indication. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, the next one, <laughs> you know, something for next year Calvin Ridley. So, big move by the Jags is a very complicated trade. It could be a second round pick, could be a fourth round pick, could be a fifth round pick, depends. You know, Jerry, I was talking to Len. I'm sure you read some of those messages in our group chat, and Len's all pumped because he's a Jags fan because Lawrence plays for him now, but um, yeah. I called them Clemson South, which is exactly what they are. <laughs> uh, but This is a big move, and and I wasn't sure if Ridley was really going to play anymore because that's a, a big narrative that's been thrown around because of him walking away and now the gambling right. thing. But he immediately tweeted out a hype video, so he's pumped up about it, and I think he's exactly the guy that, that Lawrence needs, and I think it's going to be exciting next year. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I had- – I mean, I hope to see him come back. Um, what we did see of him, he looked fantastic. Um, of course, I drafted him when he left. So um, that's my luck with him. Uh, I hope he... I mean, I think it would be a bit pretty cool to see him with all the uh, Clemson boys. So... Yeah. I didn't
2: watch that hype video. I'll have to check it out. I drafted Ridley in the League of Legends League that we're all in. And... Um, <laughs> I've been stashing him for – that's a dynasty league. I've been stashing him for approximately 56 weeks now. So I only got about, what, 44 more to go, and I can actually hopefully get some value from that. Um, he didn't really do a whole lot before he got his, – his mindset was off last year. And I I, I pray for his recovery. My, my fantasy teams um, are – lying on it so um, (laughs) I I think that might be what Lawrence needs to make that next step you know another year under his belt hopefully by then learn more from this year because certainly didn't learn anything from last year with Urban Meyer down there and yeah uh, yeah you might as well say
1: this is his rookie year and that's what
2: I was thinking too and I don't think Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, whoever else, whatever other Jones he's throwing to down there is Motherfucker is Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so get a guy like Calvin Ridley down there, and I like Christian Kirk still. Ingram still seems like he's got a little bit of juice. Uh, ETN's got a little bit of juice, too. I like what he's doing. Maybe get a little more offensive line help, I think.
1: Always can use
2: the more we'll of that. Give him a little bit <laughs> And uh, another year under his belt, and this year is definitely not it for them. But next year might be, or they need to get to.
1: Yeah, they've shown good flashes this year, and it look they're so young.
2: Yeah, just, you just got to play through and just keep getting experience. And the uh, Eagles just beat them so bad that it just took the life out of their whole season. <laughs> just, 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 I'm just I'm just kidding. I
1: seen a video of uh, Trevor Lawrence like walking the team out to the. Stadium down the runway, and he gives them the speech, you know,
0: getting pumped up. And it was the lamest thing. Ever. He just turns yeah. around and
1: he's like, Let's go. He's not let's that show guy. What we're I saw of.
0: that. It said, like, this guy's, yeah. you know, about as motivating as like a vanilla ice cream cone or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was like, This, could, I couldn't run through a paper bag.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. And that's right. He, I don't know if you, Brandon, have you been watching um uh House of the Dragon?
2: No, I haven't started it yet.
0: Okay. That's no spoilers.
2: A, no yeah. spoilers then.
0: But, uh, I mean, it's obvious he resembles a Targaryen. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll uh, you'll know when you see it. It's uh, it's pretty funny. So, um, Brandon, I know you came prepared. Uh, did you have anyone particularly you want to discuss in the um,
2: stock exchange? One of them was DJ Moore what what you guys think about what he's been doing lately he had an okay game there going into that I don't know if you want to call it a Hail Mary play I just think it was a busted coverage thing that he got loose on it's great throw great catch not trying to take anything away from what he did there um, I think that was like a 62 yard pass a catch and a touchdown so that was like what is that, 14, 15 points, something like that? I think he ended up with 30. So he was around 15, something like that, before. But, uh wasn't the best game before that, but, you know, sometimes that's just what you need. I think going forward, you have to treat DJ
0: Moore as a high upside wide receiver three. And I think that's great considering what he has been. And it's not great considering where you drafted him, but if you are in any way a, a, you know, a contender or you know could limp into the playoffs, I think you're pretty happy with DJ so far. And, and it seems like P.J. Walker is going to be the guy uh, until otherwise. And I think if something were to happen to him, he plays better, gets hurt, it's probably going to be Darnold. And he was successful with Darnold. It's just the Baker factor just did not work out. So I like DJ Moore and, and I'd be very comfortable with starting him as a wide receiver three the rest of the season.
2: PJ Walker, XFL Hall of Famer.
0: Yep. Yeah. One Jerry a ship. <laughs> yep. You know you have a fantasy problem
1: when you're doing fantasy XFL leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a tough year. <laughs> um DJ Moore. I've always kind of been an anti-D.J. Moore guy. Um, and I couldn't be more the opposite. The yeah, we're, we're definitely opposites on him. Um, he's starting to get these touchdowns now, back-to-back games with a touchdown. He went seven for 69, and then last week, six for 152. I, I, I would agree that I'm fine with him as a wide receiver three with upside. Um, I think he's always been touted higher than that, and I don't think he's consistent enough to be higher than that. So I'm okay with that. I'd i take him as a wide receiver three, all day.
0: All right,
2: uh, you got any more for us, Brandon? If not, we'll move into the. The only Spanish other guy I was going to ask about was you know after the Cado- the Kadarius Cado- trade was uh, was Juju. He's strung together a couple good weeks. Um, just wanted to get your guys' input on. I have him in a few leagues. I have him and DJ Moore in one league, and I'm kind of going back and forth on uh, what to do with each of them for the rest of the year here. So
0: I got one shirt, Juju. I'm very thrilled he came on as he did the last few weeks. I don't think Kadarius Tony affects him nearly as much as it affects the other guys um, because they're very opposite receivers, and I think that he's proved that he's very comfortable in the offense now, and he's a smart. He's a smart player. Um, he's got a high football IQ, and he runs a lot of those dig routes, a lot of those under, underneath stuff. That um, you know, he'll run very low a dot routes, and then Kelsey kind of over the top, and then the rest of them are supposed to kind of fill in down the field. And Hardman does that. He does some under, uh, underoos, some end arounds it, It's yeah. I just don't. I don't think it affects Juju much. It that could be because he's a yak guy, and you want to get the ball in his hands quick. But, again, it's going to take a while. So, I don't think we'll see who it will truly affect until another month, six weeks or so. Yeah, Juju, just like DJ Moore, he's had a
1: good past couple weeks. Maybe these – I mean, in Juju's case, maybe he's starting to really figure out the offense now, getting more comfortable. Homes getting more comfortable with him. I like him moving forward. And, really, if you bring Kadarius in, he's more just the -the blow-the-top-off guy. Most of the time anyway, so I still like Juju underneath. I think he's set up to have a, a good rest of the season. I'd, I'd ch- I would take him over DJ Moore, personally.
0: Yeah, I would. All right. That'll wrap up the stock exchange for the week. So, uh, again, this is not considered financial advice, so uh, you know, <laughs> don't send the FDIC after us. Uh, we're just Buy and sell
1: cool. at your own risk.
0: <laughs> exactly. Brandon. You said the food truck season is about winding down. Uh, you got any more stops planned? You got any more events?
2: we got two stops left, our regular stops, finishing out November, and then one oddball. ball. Um, we have this Friday and Saturday, the 4th and 5th, we are at Lost in the Wilds Brewing in Shippenville. Um, four to eight on Friday, 12 to eight on Saturday. Next week, we're going to be in Cranberry for a fundraiser, uh, cornhole tournament type deal. Ooh. We're going to be set up there. That's pretty and cool. And then the 19th, we are going to be, we're going to round out the season at the winery at Wilcox. Uh, me and my wife are gonna, both going to be there. I'm going to be doing burgers. She's going to be doing coffee. Nice. Santa's going to be there. Whoa. You may have heard of him. Yeah. It's going to be a huge thing. Very cool. Freaking
1: guest of honor, man. How'd yeah. you
2: get him? <laughs> uh, Buddy the Elf. <laughs> him and I go way back. Pull some strings. Change a couple light bulbs for me. Uh <laughs>
1: We might have to see if we can get santa on the pod and, yeah you know, i'll tell you what season. man
0: if you get him on the pod that would be outstanding that'd be great
2: i'll whisper in his ear whenever we're there see right. if we can get
0: him me and jerry have been very yeah, good boys for house. christmas i guess we've been very good boys in the funk house this year just want to point that out so make sure when you uh you know you visit brandon in the truck tell him the champ sent you you know get a, a dollar off each food item and uh Yeah, that goes a long way, especially this holiday season. In this economy? (laughs) Shit.
2: (laughs) One other thing, I talked to Steph at the winery at Wilcox. If you drop the uh, Fantasy Funk House name or the Living Room Champs name, they're going to hook you up with a uh, flight of one-ounce wine glasses. Four, Four samples there. Wow. So shout out to Steph at the winery at Wilcox for doing that for us. Are you kidding me? That's the deal of a lifetime. Jesus.
0: Shout out to no Steph. No purchase required. Man, I got to go You know, get some of this vino. You got to try that. That's great. Make sure you tell them. Tell them the champ sent you. Tell them uh, you, know, you want to drink that wine here in the Funk House. Let them know. So we appreciate that, Brandon. That's great. Love it. With that said, let's get into the smashes of the week. All right, so smash, smash, smash. smash. So, a review of the week eight smashes last week. You know, we had uh, the funk house was the Judd house last week. So, the human excel sheet, as Mikey put in the episode bio, Judd started off hot. QB was two, uh. 382 and three tuts for a cool 35 points. You know we love seeing that in the funk house here. Uh, Then cooled off a little. Miles Sanders, very good, efficient game. Nine for 78 and a tut. Still underneath that smash threshold of uh, 15 points uh, with 13. But a great game nonetheless. Uh, The Sun God, ARSB, seven for 69 for 13 points again. Just underneath that, and something I referenced earlier in the show, you know, last week we talked about Sean picking Matt Ryan, who lost, had a terrible oh. game, and then lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> well, that it's happened a problem. to Irv Smith, too. So Judd picked Irv Smith to, you know, be the smash of the week. And, and I actually wanted to bring up Hawkinson earlier. We forgot to talk about him during the, uh, the, the trades. But oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big Irv, four for 28 high ankle sprain IR 10 weeks and lost his job to TJ Hawkinson. So (laughs) thanks a lot. Judd might be the biggest anti smash of the year. Loved it.
1: When we, we just need to clarify, when
0: we say smash these players, we don't mean actually take them out for the year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're saying they're going
1: to have a
0: good week. Okay. Yeah. We don't like seeing anybody lose their job. You know, they got to put food on their table. You know, these athletes, they don't have it so easy as you guys think, you know? Um, My smashes last week. Kirk Cousins. Nice game by Kirk. 27 PPR points. Smash that. 232 and two plus 22 yards on the ground, which nobody saw coming. That little rushing yard scamper was real squirrely watching that and had no business doing that, but (laughs) loved it. So Kirk with a nice smash there. Uh, Mixon, I believe, said he'd go for 150 yards. He did not. He had eight rushes, 27 yards. But. Something you like to see
2: nine Just targets, missed.
0: nine targets. So seven catches for 32 yards, only 12 points, uh, not a smash. And then I had the slim Reaper, Devonta Smith, eight targets, five receptions, 23 yards for seven PPR points. And lastly, Tyler, Eleanor Higby, as Bri <laughs> referred to maths, which I really enjoyed that, um, six targets, Two catches, 15 yards for 13 points. So, Rams are terrible. Um, I don't know (laughs) what else to say. So I went one for three. Judd went one for three. Jerry, let's hear about yours. Uh, Okay, so I also went to a the double smash. So he was QB two
1: on the week. QB two. You already said. Yeah, I mean, 382, three toddies. He had 35 (laughs) fantasy points. Smash as it gets. Uh, Running back, I fell off jacobs uh, hot streak ended the raiders looked horrendous uh they went down early in the game they really he really had no no chance of getting anything going he had 43 yards and caught two for 11 yards so he had seven points on the week um wide receiver had lockett caught five for eight for 63 and a touchdown so um he would have had 17 points but he lost two points due to a fumble put him at 15 uh, he had another touchdown in the end zone, but it hit him in the face mask. So
0: he could have had a real nice <laughs> smash. but, uh, what is the, uh, the line there? Is it 15 for what a receiver w- wide receiver? Yeah. Wide receiver and running back, both 15.
1: Okay. So I'll get the smash there by the skin of my teeth Unlock it, And then Schultz, he was tight end six on the week. He, uh, he's looking better. He's finally looking healthy. Dak and him getting it back. Uh, he went six for 74. He put
0: up 13 points, so that's another smash there. Three for four. That's a big week, Jerry. Nobody's won four for four yet, from you know dating back to last year. I don't think so. Great smash picks, except for mine, obviously. Um, (laughs) Looking forward to this week because they're guaranteed, and some of them are some deep cuts. But uh, yeah, we gotta get deep sometimes. Oh, I got some good ones for you guys. What's the threshold
2: on the quarterback?
0: Twenty-five. It's a high number, but... all right, I'm still going for it. Premium <laughs> position. Brandon, start us off. Give us a quarterback.
2: <clears throat> quarterback smash of the week, Justin Fields. Ooh. Wow. Miami. Ooh. I got some spicy ones for you guys. I thought about it myself. Against Looked that all lowly over, Miami it, secondary. I, I, I thought it out very well. It's going to happen. I saw a shooting star when I was walking my dog the <laughs> other day. <laughs> Went for it. Here it hey, comes. He's
1: been he's been like a top ten option like three weeks in
2: a row. He yep. looks good. So smash top of one. the week, Justin Fields. Love it. They're going to move sake. Mooney. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chase Claypool's going to mess around there in the slot. Um, got a solid rushing floor, and Miami's uh, you know their secondary struggling a little bit, and uh, I think he's going to be running scared from. Uh, Bradley Chubb there <clears throat> and he's going to put up 27 Ooh. like it All right, Jerry how about you uh, I'm going to go
1: with uh, Kirk He, had, I like the matchup this week it's against Washington um, he's got the new weapon to play with and Hawkinson uh, I can easily see him putting up top 10 numbers this week um, I'll take him with his newly acquired weapon which I think is an upgrade from Big Irv it was taken from us
0: too early, uh, thanks to the <laughs> Judd house. But Gone too soon. Uh, give me Kirk. Yeah, Big Irv is permanently in the Judd house right now. So, <laughs> All right, my smash of the week, and Weber is not going to like this, but for some reason I just got a feeling about <laughs> Kyler. And, uh, you know, he played fairly well against Seattle last time. It feels like they just played a few days ago. I think it was two or three weeks ago. But Seattle's secondary... Is playing better, but you know, they played him without nuke, and I think Kyler gets it done here. I think he gets at least 60 rushing yards, two passing touchdowns, and maybe around 250 yards. I think he might sneak one uh, into the end zone on a little little bootleg. So, Uh, I like Kyler, yeah. I mean, I don't like Kyler, let's
2: not get that right, but I think he's a smash. (laughs) I don't like Kyler. Yeah. The only person I don't like more than Kyler is Cliff Kingsbury. So, <laughs> Yeah, they're both perfect. Roads, big
0: time. All right, uh, my running back smash of the week, guy who had a huge game last week, Aaron Jones. Running good. I picked him a few times. Uh, you know, uh, a, a smash is already, he's not come through for me, but against these Lions, I think it's he's a, a perfect setup. I almost picked A.J. Dillon, but... I can't because he hasn't done shit for us, Jerry. So, Aaron Jones, no. I'm thinking over 100 on the ground, a few catches, and definitely a tutter.
1: I like that. I hope somehow A.J. Dillon falls into the end zone or something. But I don't know, man. He has been disappointing. Yeah. Um, my running back, uh, just coming off a very good week. He rushed 16 times for 70, 71 yards and had seven catches for 72 yards. Ramondre J. Stevenson, he seems to be the entire offense right now outside of Jacoby Myers. It's like those are the only two guys being targeted. It's his backfield, uh, and plus he's getting crazy uh, passing work. Seven for 72. He gets Indy this week, who's just struggling as a whole. Uh, So I think he eats again and has another nice game.
2: I love that, Jerry. Brandon? Going back to the well, Chicago-Miami game. I'm going Raheem Mostert. Departure of Chase Edmonds is uh, going to clear up some space there for Mostert. And Jeff Wilson coming in. I don't Like I said before, I don't really like him eating too much into uh, Mostert's workload here in this first week. It might take him a week or two to get acclimated. Chicago's defense is giving up the 29th most fantasy points to running backs smash Raheem Mostert this week. Love it. Had Aaron Jones, but I went against it because I don't want to pick the same guys. I know you guys do double smashes, but I don't want to pick the same guy.
0: 29th <laughs> most or they're ranked 29th against the run.
2: They are 29th against running backs. Okay.
0: And they just lost Roquan
2: Smith. Yes. Roquan? Man, Huge huge. And Brisker got kicked in the uh, penis a couple weeks ago. He's, still <laughs> he's
0: been playing good. <laughs> Brandon, it really I woke think, him up. I think that uh, Raheem is close to a must start.
2: He must start.
0: As long as he's not most hurt.
2: Most hurt. <laughs> that is the argument. That could, bo- that could happen. Th- those both can be true this week. <laughs> he true, could be a yeah. must start and then must hurt. Hi, KJ. <laughs>
0: All right, Brandon, why don't you hit us with a wide receiver?
2: Wide receiver, I like smashing this week. Mike Evans, nice. Mike Evans is due for a Mike Evans game, one of those like uh, eight targets for 120, two touchdowns, something like that. Yeah, I think Tom Brady is due for an angry Tom type of game here. Ramsey doesn't really like to shadow receivers. And also, he sucks. He's the most overrated cornerback in the league, I think. He has, I'm him, written on the back of his cleats, and I couldn't disagree more. Um, He doesn't like like physical
0: receivers like Evans, too. He, He just doesn't. Yeah. I love that. I have
1: Evans. He's been solid, but I want that. That yeah. blow up game. I could so use, I'm glad it's going to be
2: this week. I need I could em.
0: use a Mad Mike in an Angry Tom week, big time. I, I would love that. So, it's speak time. it
2: into existence. Let's yeah. go. Yeah,
0: Jerry, wide uh, receiver.
1: Yeah, mine. This guy, rookie wide receiver, has ridiculous numbers on the year. His points on the season, uh, fantasy wise: nine, eleven, twenty-three, sixteen, fifteen, seventeen, ten. Uh, Chris Olave. With Landry, see, she likes it. She's clapping. With Landry and Thomas out, his targets, you know, continue to be best in the league. He, um, the most likely I would expect Landry and Thomas to be out again, uh, even though the yeah. game is Monday night. And I think he's, I mean, it's him and Kamara. Yeah. So uh, I'll take him. As my smash, I think he's a top
0: 10 play this week. Very pro-Olave pod here in the funk house, big time. I like that, Jerry. Love. I could use a big game from him as well. Uh, my smash is the de facto wide receiver one for the L.A. Charters, Josh Palmer. So I just okay. think that the volume is going to be insane and it's going to be, it's clear that Baggy's not playing. He said that hamstring got worse over the bye week I think his age is catching up with him a little bit. Um, It might be done. It's a shame. Uh, We'll see. I thought he had a little bit left coming into the year, but that, you know, my mind changed pretty quick on that. So I think his sleeves are ripped. Yeah, his, his sleeves, they ripped. They're a little too baggy now or, Maybe he's wearing the tight sleeves. Maybe that's why. Kind of constricted down to the hammy. But... You know what it is. He's the, he's wearing the pants that are constricting him.
1: I
2: was thinking the same thing. <laughs> he, <laughs> he needs to, to wear baggy, baggy, pants. Like
1: baggy sweatpants yeah. out there, and he would never
0: pull a hammy. That's... He needs
2: uh, hammer pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to wear skinny jeans. Right around the here. ankles, but loose everywhere else. <laughs> so I think Palmer goes over 100 yards and uh, gets it done. Yeah and start off on tight end had a big week last week brandon's gonna put him back in his lineup kyle pitts keep it rolling it's time the takeover's here i'm calling it rest of season pitts will be a top five tight end it seems like pitts like pitts owners that have been so
1: frustrated the whole time they finally are like i'm done i'm benching him and then he started you know was <laughs> like okay now I'll start to play good and put up points. Yep. So I hope we have seen the start in, which is the rising star. Maybe it was that shooting star you seen when you picked. Uh, who was that you ever
0: picked? Fields. Fields, yes. If you uh, guys ever listen
2: in. to the uh, fantasy channel on Sirius XM, I, I listen yeah. to that every once in a while. Yeah, once in a while. On, there's a. I can't remember off the top of my head which show it was, but he said that Kyle Pitts is droppable at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was, I you know, even if even if you don't like him, if you drafted him in the second or third round, yeah, you just you can't really drop him. So,
0: no. with how bad Arthur, the tight end
2: position is overall, I don't know how you drop anybody no, with Yeah. That upside. I mean, he was last week. I think he was like uh, tight end twenty three. He definitely bumped up this week. I think Arthur Smith is kind of a donkey. Yeah, uh, doesn't really like using his best weapons. He's not here to win fantasy championships. He's here to win football games. But yeah, that's what he said. But I, uh, he's not that good at that either. So, <laughs> uh,
1: my tight end, I have uh, Evan Ingram. Um, he's surprisingly the tight end ten on the year. Um, he's seeing a ton of targets right now. He's getting, uh, seems to have a pretty good chemistry with Trevor. Um, he's coming off a good week. He just went four for 55 in a tut. Um, they played Las Vegas this week, whose defense and whole team pretty looks pretty horrendous. Um, and if you look at the numbers, you look back at uh, what he's done so far this year, he's really only had two like dud games. Other than that, he's got a really decent floor. He's going to get you solid tight end numbers to where, you know, even some of their. You know, higher upside guys will get you that zero game. It doesn't seem that Ingram's having too many of those. I've seen two through eight weeks, and the rest were solid games. You're not going to be disappointed with 10 points, you know, 12 points. Yeah, he's a four for
0: 45 guy for sure.
2: Yeah. And a tight end touchdown in there.
0: That's not bad. All right, Brandon, finish us off with a tight end.
2: My boy, Gerald Everett. Oh. BMW out again. Keenan doesn't look like he's going to play. There is a, uh, there's a bunch of targets there up for grabs. Palmer is going to get some. i like Parham to get a little bit there. I'm really hoping that Everett can get some. I'm predicting five for 70 and a touchdown for Gerald Everett. Smash him.
0: Nice.
1: Wow. Lock that line in. That's guaranteed.
0: I just picked up Everett off waivers in a, in a league today. I cut. Juan I just spent the rest
1: one. of my fab on him after I heard that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm starting uh, Everett over Higby, and uh, pretty confidently. I like that. It seems like when either Keenan or Big Mike's out, um, Everett will eat. So I love that. All right, there are smashes for the week. Tune in next week to see how we did. I know that we all went four for four, so, you know, yeah. I'll save you the trouble. But come listen anyway. Get us those streams. Uh, go over to Burger Daddy, tell them the Champs sent you, and also go to the winery at Wilcox and uh, tell them you, you're enjoying the Funk House and the Living Room Champs. We got a lot of content coming out. I know Len and Mike here are recording the Picks Pod this week. Uh, we'll be throwing it up on the socials at Living Room Champs, at LRC Pod, livingroomchamps at gmail.com. Drop us a line, let us know what you want to hear for Brandon Swagner. Jerry Two Chains. It's your boy, Matty Funkhauser. We are out. <music>